Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Jaya Bhavnani. Jaya is the founder and executive director of Dwight Global Online School. Welcome to the podcast, Jaya. Thank you. Thank you, Jono. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast and this conversation. I look forward to it. Yes, I've been looking forward to uh, having you on here to have a chat with you. I think it's really interesting what you do. As I mentioned before we started recording, we have a lot of educators in the audience, but we also have a lot of leaders who aren't involved in education. But I think uh, I, I just love having educators on because I think education and leadership go hand in hand anyway. Um, so tell us about um, Dwight Global Online School, about your different campuses and and about what, what you do in your role as founder and executive director. Thank you, Jono. So let me start with where I work. I currently work with the Dwight School. Uh, the Dwight School that I started working is based in New York, but we have global campuses. We have global campuses in London, in Seoul, in Shanghai, and then we have a campus here in Dubai where I currently am. And Dwight Global is our campus in the cloud. Uh, I am the founding executive director of Dwight Global Online School. And I'm also a member of the senior leadership team at Dwight School Dubai. I am super passionate about uh, learning being unique and personalized for each student. Uh, we know that no two children are the same. And that also makes me passionate about the international baccalaureate curriculum, uh, where the focus is on the learner and the skills that we need to develop in our children today. Uh, I'm part of the IBEN, which is the International Baccalaureate Educators Network. And uh, as part of IBEN, I work in different capacities. Uh, I lead face-to-face -face and online workshops and trainings for teachers, uh, conduct evaluation visits to schools, uh, review the curriculum, and I'm the IB examiner. Uh, I also serve on the evaluation team for an organization that works with international schools uh, called Council for International Schools, CIS for short. So all this work with education started in 1975. So it has been more than four decades. Wow, uh, that's that's incredible. And uh, I'm just amazed hearing about all the different things you do. It sounds like that's a lot. And uh, you're obviously a very high capacity person. Let's, um, let's jump into your story. I wanna ask you about your childhood and growing up. And if you reflect, Jaya, uh, I'm interested, what, what are some of the moments or even themes from that season of your life that really shaped you into the person and the leader you are today? 
<laughs> this is a this makes me look back as a child uh, and I don't think uh, many people will be happy to hear, but as a child, I was an absolute nerd. Uh, I was born in India and growing up, I, I wanted to be a scientist. My favorite subjects were physics and math. Uh, I dreamt of Einstein and Newton. <laughs> I went to Bombay University, uh, graduated with a bachelor's in science, a master's in mathematics and uh, because of personal family reasons, uh, after graduation, I needed to work. Uh, coincidentally, I found a teaching position at the same school where I studied. And to my surprise, the first day, I entered the grade nine class for my science lesson. And that very moment, I knew this is it. This is what I want to do. This is exactly what I am meant to do. So it was like a huge aha moment for me. Uh, after that uh, temporary job at my high school, I went to earn a graduate degree in education because this was the career that I thought I want to be in. Uh, my husband is an engineer and he relocates for work. So when we moved to the Sultanate of Oman, uh, in the city of Muscat, I, I again found a job in an Indian curriculum school. After that, he, he was again sent to Dubai, uh, where I was working at a British curriculum school. And I really enjoyed living in Dubai. The next step was to go to Chile. And when we were in Santiago, uh, I got a job at Santiago College. And this is where I was first introduced to the International Baccalaureate Curriculum. I just loved it. I really enjoyed and I thought this was the curriculum that really develops the all-round personality of a child and has great, great emphasis on skills. During that time, uh, my daughter lived in Syracuse, which is upstate New York in the US. So in my winter break in Chile, which was summer in New York, uh, I, went, I wanted to visit her. It so happened uh, that I had a long layover at New York City. Instead of going sightseeing, which normally most people would love to do, I googled which are the IB schools in New York, and I came up with two or three. I emailed all these schools and I asked if I could arrange for a campus visit. Uh, because it was summer in New York, the other schools did not reply, but I got a response from Dwight School. I went to the school, it was early morning. I met Chancellor Spawn, who is the Chancellor of all our Dwight campuses. And he shared that there is an opening in the mathematics department. And the rest is history. That is how I landed at Dwight. So I started working as a math and physics teacher. And then I coordinated an international baccalaureate and IB program, which is related to career learning. After that, 
I was helping with scheduling. And when I worked with the scheduling team, it was very interesting to see that we had some parents and children at school that were requesting that can we leave school early or can we come to school in the morning a little late? Can we come after the first two periods? Because they were training for tennis or ballet or they were pre-professional in some of the performing arts. So we really wanted to support their passion because our mission statement itself is igniting that spark of genius in every child. So we started thinking, how can we help our children to follow their talent, to follow their interest, and at the same time, not have them miss on their education. So we started creating the online courses that they were missing. So all the classes that they were missing, we created online classes for them. And that is how gradually these online classes increased and it gave birth to our entire Dwight Global Online School. Uh, in addition, we were selected to be among the first six IB World Schools that introduced online courses as a pilot for the International Baccalaureate. And this further motivated us that we were doing something right with online learning. And that is how the online school grew and expanded to quite global online school that we have today. Uh, I must say that the greatest, greatest inspiration behind all this has been our chancellor, Mr. Spawn. Uh, it's, it's just great to be in a meeting with him and to listen to his vision. He's a true visionary. Yeah, it's. A, I want to ask you more about him in a uh, in a moment and about um, other mentors in your career so far. But I I just love your passion for education. And you know, we said before we started recording, you were asking about how much can I share about um, how much I love, you know, the international baccalaureate. And and um, I said, oh please, you know, I think whether people are educators or not, leaders need to be interested and in, and in understand education. So I guess my question for you is what is it about I know you mentioned skills, but you you've done a lot of education for a long time. What is it about IB the international baccalaureate um framework and the approach to education that you love so much? Hmm. So in the International Baccalaureate, it's not like the traditional uh, learning approach that I was used to coming from India, right? Uh, in India, uh, it was generally what, what we went through in school was basically rote memory. The teacher stood in the front, the teacher lectured, we learned, we gave an exam, we passed, we got a grade. Here, the focus is more on inquiry. It's a very inquiry-based approach. There's a lot of curiosity encouraged. Questioning is encouraged. Uh, children, uh, I mean, you guide them to direct their own learning pathway. Uh, they somehow, in the different approaches to teaching and learning in the class, they you, you see the children, they get that, not only the skills, but they also have that confidence. And at the same time, 
they know that there is something that we need to do to give back to the community. So for example, services learning, community service is a very integral part of the curriculum. Uh, another thing I, I really liked about this curriculum is that generally in most of the other systems, uh, English, math, science are on the top and there is not much focus or importance given to subjects like physical education or arts. But in the international, in the IB, in the International Baccalaureate, we have all the subject groups that are equally important and there is focus on all of them. So it really helps in the, what should I say, in the all-round development of the child. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think there's some wonderful perspective there. It helps in the overall development, doesn't just focus on on these you know just parts of the development which historically for lots of different reasons i'm sure have been at the top uh, when you i think it's great to question those sort of things um can i ask a silly question as someone who's not an educator for any of my other non-educator listeners can you unpack inquiry learning what exactly is inquiry based learning so inquiry-based learning is that the learning actually starts by understanding where the children are now. So I may be reading a book and uh, instead of the whole class reading the same chapter with me, there may be a group that only manages to read five pages. There may be another group that only manages to read 20 pages. And I may have a child in the class that loves reading, can read fast and can read up to 40 pages. So I need to differentiate according to the level of my class. In a math class, if I know there are some uh, students that have already learned linear equation, and then there is another student that has not learned linear equation. So how do I differentiate this learning? I can start doing this only by questioning. So by having, asking, encouraging the children to ask questions, by encouraging them to be curious, and by asking them to research and find their answers, I think it gives them more uh, self-direction and they actually can direct their own learning and they are ready then to make a difference. They are ready for the world outside. So it's more, uh, it's more student-guided, student-led, more focus on the children rather than, no, today is Wednesday and this is what I have to teach and I'm going to teach this no matter whether the children know it or don't know it. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thank you for explaining that. Um, let's come back to some of your mentors. I'd love to know um, who are some of the people who have had the biggest positive influence on your leadership so far? on my leadership. Uh, I think the first person that comes to my mind with a very, very positive influence uh, right from childhood is my maternal grandmother. So she had moved during the partition, the partition between uh, when uh, Hindustan was divided into Pakistan and India. She moved to India during the partition. Uh, she was a widow, she lost her husband. And with six children, she came to Bombay, which is now Mumbai. She had no educational degree. 
she cooked, she sewed clothes, and she brought up her children. Staying with her, looking at her, I really learned the value of hard work, of grit, and the resilience, and never giving up, never giving up, always wanting to work hard for the sake of her family. I, she's had a very, very positive influence on me, right from childhood. Uh, another positive influence, as I shared, is our chancellor of Dwight schools, Mr. Spawn. Uh, he just continues to inspire all of us with his visionary outlook. He's very innovative. He always thinks of new ideas. And what I like is that he empowers his team to take a decision. He allows us to take risks. He allows us to make mistakes. And I think that is a very important quality of a leader is to trust his team, allow them to take risks and allow them to make mistakes. He's also the longest serving head of school in New York. Really, it's, it's an honor to be working with him. Uh, another person that comes to my mind is uh, Ratan Tata. Ratan Tata is the chairman of the Tata Group of Industries in India and globally. He is a great inspiration to me. His company, is very, very value-oriented. He strongly encourages values and ethics in his organization. All his videos and uh, blogs that I have read, he appears to be like a very humble leader. He does not talk much. He listens more. So listening and learning and humility, I think are keys for success for a good leader. Uh, I don't know how many of us are aware that there was a terrorist attack on one of the Taj hotels in Mumbai in uh, some years ago. And during that period of crisis, all the employees, they placed the safety of their guest over their own safety. Some of the staff even lost their lives in trying to save the guests. But this is the recruitment system that the Taj group has. They do not recruit employees by just looking at their degrees. The focus is more on values, uh, on work ethics, on integrity. And this is the reason why I, I really admire the chairman of this group. Yeah, they're three uh, wonderful, uh, they're just wonderful people, um, you know, and, and I really appreciate you sharing about your um, grandmother and the impact she had on you from a, from a young age um, and also about uh, those two other leaders. So thank you so much for sharing those. Um, let's jump into some, uh, some Leadership Express questions. I would love to ask you, Firstly, about a book. Is there a book that you have gifted to others or recommended a lot to other people? Uh, the book that I really enjoyed reading is uh, Start With The Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, because I think it is important for a leader to first 
have a purpose, which is in our case, the mission and the vision of the school. And then what is the action that we take towards that purpose? So, for example, at Dwight, our mission is igniting the spark of genius in every child. So this is not only for the website or for brochures or for marketing. This is actually a part of our DNA. Right across the school, we are always taking action and working towards this mission. So we help children. How do we help them discover their talents? How do we support their interest? How do we inspire them to find their own path? So this investment in the purpose is the starting key of why I really enjoyed this book. And this is the book I'd like to give to all my friends. And it is, again, start with the why. Yeah, that's a great book. Uh, I, I too really enjoy uh, enjoy that book. Um, okay, let me ask you uh, another, another question. I would love to know um, your thoughts on, uh, what, what should I, what should I ask about? Well, let, let me ask you this one. What's a problem or a challenge that you see leaders facing in education today? I think, uh, that's an interesting question. I think one of the challenges and the problems that leaders are facing is generally uh, leaders think they are responsible for the success of their organization and success is with the focus on profits. I, I think that is a big challenge because today we need to make sure that organizations are also sustainable for the planet. There has to be some commitment to social responsibility. Also, work ethics, integrity, values are not things that can be compromised. And this is again a huge challenge. It's also important to make sure that community service and services action, as I shared, is an important part of the community. So yes, as an organization, we do want to make money, but what is it that we are giving back to the community? I think that ongoing reflection should always continue along with this social responsibility that this is our planet and how are we making sure that we are sustaining it for generations to come. Absolutely. That's uh, that's very well said. Uh, well, last question. This has been um, so much fun having a chance to to have a bit of a chat and, and um, I would love to invite you to come back again at some point. Maybe we can chat a little bit more about your story or a little bit more about uh, international baccalaureate or education. Um, but uh, we can, we can definitely, if you're, uh, if you're interested down the track, it would be great to do a part two at some point, Jaya. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jono. It would be a pleasure. So last question, as we, as we wrap up, if you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say to them? It's, it's really hard to give one piece of advice. So I'm going to uh, compress all the pieces so that they look like one piece. Uh, first, uh, be a listener. I would say that talk less and listen to your team. Just listen. Listening helps a lot. Uh, again, be open to change. We know that the only thing that is constant is change. So be creative and adapt to situations. 
be flexible. And again, an important piece of advice would be your team likes to see you as a knowledgeable person in your role. But at the same time, you really don't need to know everything. It's okay to ask for help. It's, it's really okay. And the most important thing I cannot stress enough is to be empathetic and try and make those strong, positive connections with your team. The more you trust your team, the more you empower them, the more they will grow with you and the organization. So listening, open to change, being true to your role and empathy, relationships are the keys. Wonderful advice. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Uh, some wonderful advice today and uh, just it's been a really fun episode to chat about education and to hear some of um, Jaya's uh, background and, and some of uh, some of her story. It's been lovely. Don't forget for our listeners, I also have the John O. White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day Podcast. So feel free to go and check those out to continue to invest in your leadership. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to you, Jaya, for being so generous with your time, particularly in a very busy week <laughs> for you with the reports and everything else happening at school. Uh, thank you so much for making the time and for being such a joy to spend time with. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Jono. Thank you. I, I think we are all at school looking forward to the summer Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57 page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage consultclarity.org right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org 
forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O. White or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in Step Up or Step Out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.